This is the Building Resilience Podcast, Episode 92, Inherent Identity with guest Tyson Bradley. Welcome to the Building Resilience Podcast, where you will learn all about building resilience in yourself and helping others build it too. Drawing from the principles of positive psychology, neuroscience, and coaching, I will help you face all the challenges and adversities that life throws at you and help you do more than just survive. I will help you thrive. I am your host, Leah Davidson, and I am a certified life coach and speech-language pathologist. I will help you manage your mind, your emotions, deal with your stress and your overwhelm, and lead a more purposeful and joyful life. Let's get started. Welcome to the Building Resilience Podcast. I'm excited to have you here, and I am so excited to introduce a guest for you. Tyson Bradley is the future number one New York Times bestselling author of the book, Discover Your Inherent Identity, a simple and effective way to create change and make it last. He is happily married and the proud father of two redheaded girls. He has studied mindset and behavior change over the past 10 years and has finally cracked the code on the fastest way to make habits happen. I am excited to share this interview with you as Tyson walks me through a process that he has created to help us change our habits. So I hope you enjoy it. All right. So we are welcoming Tyson Bradley. I'm so excited to have you, Tyson. And as I just shared with you, I'm super nervous to have you too, but we'll get into that in a second. Can you take just a quick second and introduce yourself? Definitely. So my name is Tyson Bradley. I... And first and foremost, a husband and father of two little girls. They're both redheads, seven and four, and we're expecting our first boy in December. Oh, congratulations. We are excited. My wife doesn't know what to do with boys, so she's a little bit nervous, but I'm excited for that. You have four? We have four boys. Yeah, we're a blended family. So I have two sons, two stepsons, one stepdaughter, the only lonely girl. We didn't know what to do with a girl. I certainly didn't know what to do with a girl. So if she has any questions, <laughs> I am boy, mom, queen. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So I love that part of my life. And I also love exploring and helping people understand how to change. I got my start in human resources. That was kind of my education, bachelor's and then a master's degree in human resources. And my whole goal in those degrees was how can I help the employees become the most best productive employees ever? How can I just help people be better? And it wasn't until the middle of my master's program that I learned about coaching as a career or as like a thing. And that is when I got the spark to have that be my skill. I was like, that's the expertise I want to develop. That's the place where I think I can really create the most change in someone is this kind of one-to-one relationship. And that's when I started exploring the world of coaching, learning all sorts of tools and fairly recently developing and taking 10 plus years of knowledge and creating my own kind of methodology and process that I have found for myself and my clients to be the fastest way to change that I've ever seen. And so I'm super excited to share it. I am in the middle of writing a book about it. Awesome. Yeah. The working title right now is Discover Your Inherent Identity, A Simple and Effective Way to create change and make it last. I love it. I can't wait to read it. That's a little bit me. (laughs) 
Yeah, that's awesome. Well, I was drawn. I I know we're going to talk a little bit about this process. I definitely was drawn to it. I shared with you earlier that I'm also a speech pathologist. I work with people who have traumatic brain injuries. And then the coaching side, I work with a lot of people dealing with a lot of stress and burnout and overwhelm. And one of the things we talk a lot about is how to create those changes, how to create structure, how to create habits. A lot of my clients from the speech pathology side, I quote unquote, force them to read Atomic Habits. We read it together with Mm. James Clear because it is such an important factor that people have a hard time. If you can create good habits, it can change your life. But a lot of times people have a hard time making it stick, me included. So it's everybody that I bump into. So I'm very excited to hear about your process. And I know you're going to take me through it. And that is why I'm very nervous about it. So I've had to do some self-regulation and some relaxing. All the skills that I do teach my clients, I am using them right now, doing some deep breathing, you know, doing some <laughs> ragdoll, as I call it, just relaxing my body to let all the stress come out because it's a little bit intimidating to walk through this process live. <laughs> It's going to work wonderfully. And I'll I'll share one little note. I love Atomic Habits. And the thing about that book is it's been on the top 10 best-selling books for the past three years since it came out. And the thing is, he only spends one chapter talking about identity. It's the most powerful chapter of the entire book. And so the problem is that he doesn't expound on it any more than that, that chapter. And so for me, I'm just like, okay, I'm writing a whole book about this one thing, which is the most important thing. And that's what this process is going to help all of you do is take this concept of identity change and put a how to it. Right. So it's like, what? how do you do that? Like if someone just says, I want to change who I'm being, the kind of right. person I am and who, who I identify as. Well, how do you do that? Well, this is it. Let's jump in. Okay. Where do we start? So I love to start. This process falls within an acronym and the acronym is I am me. I love acronyms. I'm all about memory. So memory is the best way. You'll never forget it if you have an acronym. So Exactly. And it's such a good acronym because it's like, it's all about being you. Mm-hmm. I am me. So the first letter is I, which stands for ideal. Now, everything that I'm talking about here, I would call the science. So when we put things in a structure and we put things in a step-by-step format, we're really adhering to like the left hemisphere of our brain. That's all the executive functioning. And and then there's the art. There's science and then there's art. Mm -hmm. Now, I feel like the art is all about heart. And so the ideal, this first question of, of just like, what is your ideal? It's very easy for anybody to just ask that question. And the thing about it is, if I were to just ask you, okay, Leo, what is your ideal? What is it that you want? What's going to happen is that your brain is going to immediately engage in trying to answer that question, but it's coming from your head. Mm -hmm. It's coming from a head that has been programmed to want certain things, to think that the solution to my life and what I really want is the nice car and is the dream house and is the waking up super early in the morning because every successful person wakes up super early in the morning. Right. So there's that. And then if we were to say, okay, there's your head that's going to just reply based upon the world that's told you and what you've been programmed to think that you should want and need. And then there's to ask that same question and to direct it towards the heart. And to spend just just a minute, just a smidgen of a minute to like get out of the head space and to get into the heart space and say, what do I want really? What would be ideal 
really? What does my heart yearn for? What does that ideal look like? So I really want to help integrate both this science and art. And so for you, what is something that you're working on or a habit that you're trying to create? And and maybe even in the in the sense of like, what's ideal here? Like, what do you really want here? You mentioned one of the ones is for me, this idea of getting up early and creating yeah. that consistent early morning routine. Like you said, all successful people do it. Yeah. I guess I've had enough of a flavor, a taste of it that I do love it when I do it. Mm. And, and so when you talked about that heart piece, I was like, okay, yeah, intellectually, I know it's good to get up early, get a lot accomplished. You can do projects and so forth. My heart piece is it actually, it makes me feel so much better. Overall, I feel like my life is more in tune because I use that time in the morning to accomplish all my personal goals, take care of my body, my mind, my heart, my spirit to nourish all those things. That's what I'm trying to work on. I'm trying to work on getting that consistent morning routine, which for me then it sort of spills from to the evening because that's often where I fall apart is I'm going to bed too late to get Mm. up nice and early in the morning. Yes, they're linked for sure. So if you were to just describe and maybe even staying in the kind of this heart place, it's like, what would you love to just see happen? What would you love to experience? I would love to experience that it's like I'm excited to wake up early, that I'm jumping out of bed. I have my little routine that I enjoy doing. I do live in Toronto, Canada, so I want to have it so that it's consistent in the winter too, because that's the other challenge. Like I just want to be looking forward to it. I want to feel excited to do it. Okay. So for you, the ideal morning experience is where you're able to jump out of bed energized, ready to get the day going. You're doing practices that take care of your body, mind, heart, spirit, all these things. Yeah. Okay. Anything else? I think that's it for now. Well, let's move on to the next letter, which is A, and that stands for amplify. Okay. And the reason why I included this step is because we're not very good at dreaming big or or dreaming at all, to be honest. And so to be able to take this ideal and to be able to just like press a little bit more on it, to be able to say, yeah, okay, that's awesome. What else? Like what would make this the most amazing morning you could ever experience? How would you expand your heart if you could just say, man, my heart would just be full and bursting with awesomeness if I could have this? Hmm, that is a good question. I don't know if my drag my husband out of bed to do it with me. (laughs) (laughs) I guess it would just be even when I'm thinking of my initial routine, it's sort of like the bare minimum. So I guess this accelerated would be getting in all the things that I want to be doing as opposed to just a little bit here, a little bit there. Like, you know, I will do, okay, I'll do five minutes of meditation and I'll do like 15 minutes of exercise and 10 minutes of journaling. It would really be having a much more in-depth experience with myself. Mm-hmm. Let's list even some of the things that you would incorporate in your morning. What would what would be included? Meditation. Okay. Journaling, some type of exercise. I like to try to squeeze in even a tiny bit of reading. Yeah. And then I do like my own personal prayer, scripture study, just yeah. based on my faith. I like starting my day like that. 
not being rushed before I sit down to work that I have a little bit of a breather because normally I'm like running from thing to thing and then bang, sitting down and having my first client. Mm -hmm. And this is all a different routine. And I think that the time of my life right now, all our kids, we just have one at home still and he's going into grade 12. So this is kind of exciting because I've never been able to focus on a routine for myself. The routine was always like get the kids up and lunches and sports events and different classes and things like that. So just the idea of doing this for myself is kind of this accelerated ideal because it's been so long that my mornings have not been mine. Yeah. And the thing is like, cause for me, it's like, I'm in the middle of it. I got a seven and four year old. I'm very much involved. And so for those of you that may have that scenario, it's really important for you to recognize that what you really want and part of what you want is to help your kids. So before we get into the, the next step, what's so great is now we've just expanded and maybe even just clarified it a little bit more. And that's the important mm -hmm. thing about this Amplify step is that we really start to get into and how can we even visualize what does it look like to have the most amazing experience of a morning? And if I were to put it in, I guess, dramatic and glorified terms, I'd say, okay, for Leah, it's I wake up and I feel refreshed from my sleep. And I jump right into these things that I love. My meditation is powerful and calming and centering. My journaling reveals profound insights that enable me to accelerate my life 10 times. And then my exercise, it's like I work up a sweat. It's like I challenge myself and, I, and my muscles grow and I feel stronger because of it. Or I love the yoga that I do, whatever. It just like helps me. And then I'm able to read and it's not a scrunch it in experience. It is a, exactly. it's just like, I naturally flow into reading some self-help books or what I'm interested in in the moment. And it feels amazing to continue my learning. And then I do my prayer and scripture study. And it's just like, it connects me to God. And I love it. As long-winded as that is, when we start to communicate like that, when we start to really think about that experience, I'm curious, like what happens to your heart when you think in that way? Oh, I get so excited. Like just as you were talking about it, I was like, that's exactly it. It feels expansion because as I was describing my morning routine, even it was very harried and rushed and I got to get this done. And as you were talking about it, I was like, yeah, like it would be, I almost feel stressed sometimes when I'm meditating. Cause I'm like, I really don't have time to right. And so it's this idea of just expansion. That's how I feel with my heart. I feel like the, the fluttering, this excitement about it. You know, and I think even recently, I was thinking about this step and this amplified step. And I think part of the amplification is also asking our heart whether this is really what we want. And so the fact that you're feeling this expansion, I want you to take that as a sign that this is true. And this is kind of the art of it is to recognize that there is something that's a part of us that is spiritual. And if I were to put it in scientific ways, I'd say all of us are matter. We're all made up of atoms. We're all made up of particles. And there is something about us that's this spiritual, intangible part of us that knows things. And we always talk about it in terms of heart too. Mm -hmm. We don't say like, hey, what do you dream in your head? It's like, no, what's your heart? What's your dreams? We don't say, what's your brain yearn for? No, we say, what is your heart yearn yeah, for? what's your heart yearn you know? for? And so we all have these battles too, every single day of these things that nag at us that we want to do in our lives. Some of it is, I want to eat healthier. I know I've always wanted to eat healthier. It's just something that I've always wanted. For me, it was to not eat sweets. That was my thing. 
I need that too. So it's like, <laughs> I grew up with sweets and that was just the norm. The habit was eat lunch or eat dinner. And then afterwards have a cookie, have a dessert, have something sweet. And oftentimes I'd find myself in the pantry, just smacking my lips after eating, eating lunch and be like, what else is there? That's it. I always refer to it. I just need to change the taste. And mm-hmm. that's, I just need to get rid of this it. salty, savory kind of experience. I know. I need to change the taste for something sweet. Exactly. Yeah. So I have that issue too. Yeah. So it's helpful for us to really confirm and say, yeah, is this really what I want? And I think for you, what would you say? Is this what you really want? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So let's move to the next step, which is the first M. So I am, and the M stands for movement. And it's all about the actions it would take to create this. So when you think about this morning routine, what are some of the things that would need to happen? What would you do to create this result? The biggest one I can see is I need to start my morning routine the night before. Okay. I need to be getting to bed earlier because when I get to bed earlier, then it's so much easier to wake up. Uh And then the next thing is I need to set the stage for doing things. So have my journal close by, have the book that I want to read close by, have my workout clothes laid out for after I do my workout, come back, have access to my reading and scriptures and things like that, have that readily available to me. Okay. Yeah. And I think that uh, the evening routine is definitely a good setup for the morning. And a lot of what you're talking about relates to what's out there in terms of habits. I Mm -hmm. think James Clear does even mention it's like, how can I make this easy and more attractive? Yeah. You know, that's very Atomic Habits-esque, right? Totally and I don't is. think he even invented that. I think I've heard that even before him. So, oh, that's been around a long time. Around a long yeah, time. make things easy. Change your environment. Make it, right, yeah. make it easy. So anything else that you think in terms of like, what would I need to do to create this awesome experience where I meditate? It feels free and flowing. It's so easy and fun, enjoyable. I'd say the only other thing is I'm pretty hard on myself that when I do fail at doing things, Mm. that inner voice, that inner critic, oh, there you go again. So it's almost like I feel like I have to, I want to commit to it. Yes. But also have the self-compassion that if things go wrong, I'm usually pretty hard on myself. That is so common, especially when we raise the level of our commitment. We also raise the opportunity for self-judgment. That's the pattern that I've seen with so many clients is that, okay, if I'm going to hold myself to this, then it's an even bigger loss and failure if I don't honor it. Exactly. And that's almost a hesitation of committing because I'm just like, well, if I commit and I fail, this is bad because I've tried doing this habit right. before. And this is like, I'm not going to be able to do this. To that point, as a, as a little side note, it's like, I remember telling my clients, like, if we raise the commitment, what we also have to raise with it is the love that we have for ourselves. Like no longer are we tying the raising the commitment to the raising of my standard and who I am. And if I fail, I'm a horrible person. What we do is like we Mm -hmm. raise our commitment and we also need to raise the self-love in the process. I love that. Yeah, I don't do that, but I love that. Yeah, so the next step, so we've kind of got some actions, things that you want to make sure you do. And the point of talking about the ideal, amplifying it, and talking about all the actions is so that we can do this next step, which is the next M that stands for manifesto. So this is the statement that we tell ourselves that is the key identity piece. Because when it comes to like, how do I change my identity? Well, identity is communicated 
in terms of I am. So for people that struggle following through on things like I am a procrastinator, that's what they tell themselves. And the thing is behind so many of our thoughts, there is identity thoughts going on behind the scenes that we just don't even know. I keep yelling at my kids like I am a bad mom. Mm -hmm. I'm not patient. Yeah. And it's funny, like even statements like I am tired, Mm -hmm. right? It's like, oh, yeah. I'm tired. I'm lazy, I'm lazy. I'm not committed. I ran into a guy or like I've been to plenty of events and people all the time say this. I'm so bad with names. It's true. Well, yeah, because you keep telling yourself that you keep identifying as the person who's bad with names. And so I remember I wanted to be someone that remembers names. So I decided to create a manifesto. It's like I decided to create a statement that helps me live into who I really want to be. And my statement for remembering names is like, I am a name nabber. Oh, I love it. I capture and remember names. So this statement, it's an I am paired with an I do, like an an action. And so we take who you want to be. And the important thing is that who you want to be is who you really are inside. Mm -hmm. For some reason, you have this desire within you. For some reason, there is this yearning in your heart. And I think that in part, what's happening is that we're actually just remembering We're actually just remembering who we really are because this is what we really want, which is why I say that there is this art side of things that when you start paying attention, you start considering, you're like, huh, yeah, what do I really want? Oh, I want this. Yeah, why do I want that? Well, is it what the world taught me or is it just something that resonates with me and is what I want in my life? And if it's just you and what you want, then it's just like, what if that is really the communication that this is not just what you want, but what you're capable of and what's within you to create? And so it's waiting to come out. It's waiting. Like it's ready. You're already ready. Yeah. It's sort of like Michelangelo who talks about the statue of David, that the David was already there. He was just chipping away the pieces. Your heart's desires are the David. You are that version of you already. You don't have to go to some future self. You don't have to like try and envision some other version of you. It's just, it's already within you. And that's an important piece because Mm -hmm. that helps to generate the belief to actually live into this version of you that I call your inherent self. And so if I was to create a manifesto for you, what we could do and what I find helpful is even just talking or creating statements that are connected to your actions. Okay. So one thing that you want to do is set the stage. So there's a number of things for your evening routine. Now, it can be as simple as saying, I am a stage setter. Mm. I set the stage each night for an amazing performance in the morning. Oh, I love that. Let's take that. Okay. (laughs) That resonates. That's so good. So I love to make statements that are not just memorable, which is why I used alliteration. Some people use rhymes. Right. But it starts with, okay, I am what? What do I want to do? How can I change this into a little statement? It's like, okay, I just take this mm-hmm. whatever noun combo and then is like, okay, I want to set the stage for doing things. So I'm a stage setter. I love it. I am a stage setter. I set the stage for my performance, my amazing performance in the morning. Mm-hmm. And the fact that it resonates, that's something that you want to pay attention to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Feel it in your body and that that it's the heart opening, the expansion, the excitement. That's all there. In fact, I was just thinking like, oh, it's so much better than what I would have come up with using just that left side of, okay, what is it? I am a going to bed early. I am a early yeah. riser. I am a, but I love, like you said, putting a visual with it that makes 
makes it more memorable, makes it more meaningful, makes it more exciting. Yes. Now, the last step, so once we've created this manifesto, this I am statement, the last step is that we want to evoke. So I am me, and the E stands for evoke. And it's one thing to just recite a mantra, to be able to just say, okay, I am a stage setter. I am a stage setter. I set the stage for my morning performance. And you could say that all you want, but the power comes when you evoke emotion with it. Mm -hmm. And so for some people, I recommend, I say, okay, let's use this maybe like formula of saying it. It's like, I'm so happy and grateful that inherently I am a stage setter. This is who I really am. I love that inherently. I think that's such an important word and such an important concept that it's already there. I'm not trying to create somebody completely new uncovering myself. And we're being grateful ahead of time. Mm -hmm. Well, and we're being grateful. Technically, it's not even ahead of time because we're already that person. Right. You are already that person. It's already within you. The problem is you just keep forgetting. Mm -hmm. And that's the only problem we have to resolve with Evoke. That's why this is the step. It's not like an extra thing you have to write down. All it is, is the action of you continually reminding yourself every day of who you are. Mm -hmm. And so... As long as you continue to remind yourself and say, I'm so happy and grateful that inherently I am a stage setter. I set the stage for my morning performance. This is who I really am. That full phrase allows you to step into and feel a little bit more yeah. of the truth of this. That's why it's important. We got to include yeah. the emotion. If it's not, then you're not going to be creating that neural pathway as fast. Yeah. So that's one way. The other way to evoke that I think is fairly powerful and depending on, and I don't even think it's just dependent on whether or not you believe in God. Mm -hmm. I think if, if any of you are, are religious or believe in the universe or something, even just asking your heart, just saying, is this who I really am? Yeah. And sit with it. Like, so it's just like, I am a stage setter. I set the stage for my morning performance. Is this who I really am? Mm -hmm. And just sit with that question for a moment and don't go to the brain. Don't go to the head. Go to your heart. Like go to your body. What does your body say? Mm -hmm. And your spirit will know. Yeah. So it's really connecting with your spirit. It's connecting with that higher source. It's connecting with yep. whatever you believe that higher power is, but it's connecting that to get that extra confirmation that, yeah, this is who I am inherently am. And the important part of this whole like, okay, I am statement paired with an action is that every time you take the action, you can reinforce the identity. It's like, oh, I just, mm -hmm. I just put out my clothes. Why did I just do that? Well, because I'm a stage setter. Right. Oh, I just put out my books like, cause I'm a stage setter. And you can use the action as a way of reminding yourself of who you really are. Right. And that's creating then the neural pathway over and over and over again, which we talk a lot about on the podcast. It's just this reinforcement. Yeah. So that's it. I am me. Mm -hmm. Ideal, amplify, movement, manifesto, evoke. Those are the steps. I love it. It's so simple. So simple. We struggle sometimes with simple because we struggle with it's too simple. So is it really going to work? But I love yeah. that it's the idea of not just trying to create the habit. It's trying to uncover the inherent identity and just allow that identity to right. come through with something that is important to you. It's just remembering who you really are Yeah. and giving a name to it. Yes. Well, I am a stage setter who sets the stage for my early performance. I'll have to play around with the different wordings of it and listen back to this podcast and write it out. I guess that would be helpful too. Okay, now the speech path in me comes out because as you were talking, I'm also for my speech pathology side, I've been creating a digital course for memory and how, you know, you mentioned learning names. I got a whole section, how to learn names, but the idea of putting it on post-it notes 
notes, placing it around where you can see it, writing it out, saying it out loud, speaking it verbally. These are all ways that can help retain, ways to help consolidate it, and then ways to retrieve it so that it does become also not just part of your heart, but obviously part of your brain too, so that we can remember how to do those things. So do you have any other recommendations of, like I said, put it on post-its? What do other people do? Do you have some clients who have come up with some fun ideas? I think that the most important thing is that you allow this to be a living, breathing thing. Mm. So you don't stick with one because I have evolved. Mine have changed over time. It's like we use this process as a way to uncover and get clarity as to what we really want. Mm. Because you might take some action and you're just like, actually, it's not just about being patient with my kids. It's about being something more. It's about something different. And I use different words that resonate with me. And so it is kind of this process of the art and the science of it. It's like, let's apply it, it, science, and then let's feel it out. Is this really how I want to show up? Is this really how I want to communicate it? So leaving that room to play around with different ways of expressing yourself, different ways of saying it. Okay. Yeah. That is a great way to do things too. Yeah. And make it playful. Make it something of a game. Like what if I could, what if there was a phrase that could unlock everything? Mm -hmm. Because the moment that I created a statement that said, I am a sugar shunner, I say no to sweets, everything changed. Right. I would go into my pantry, I'd be smacking my lips, but I'd say that and there was no urge. Mm -hmm. And it's like, it was a bypass to all the brain drama and chatter that usually was there that would have me eating sweets but now it's not a thing. Mm -hmm. So this is what can create the quickness of the change and the power of it is because we're bypassing all of the drama that your brain wants to come up with. And we're speaking more so to the heart brain than to the head brain. Right. Now, what happens in the event that I do have a rough morning and I don't wake up? My past quote unquote habits have been, oh, you know, like we talked about that. I'm so lazy. I'm too tired. I can't do this. I went, why do I do this to myself? So I would say, and this is what's fascinating too, is that even when we have habits of thinking, Mm -hmm. that we can have statements that are surrounding like habits of thinking. Mm -hmm. And this is one that I would recommend every everybody have. And it's just, I am enough. Mm-hmm. And whether there's an action with that, it's like, I accept myself for who I am. And it's just like, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, I am enough. And just keep moving forward. And just keep moving forward. Cause our ideal experience and what our heart yearns for is not to beat ourselves up, is not to have that experience. And so what is the ideal? What would you rather have? Well, I'd rather just recognize who I really am. I'd rather know that I am 100% worthy of love and belonging and that there's nothing wrong with me when I make a mistake. And so how do we put that into an I am statement? And my recommendation is, hey, just deal this one. And it's just I am enough, period. I love it. Thank you so much, Tyson. I am excited to try this out. I am excited to start unearthing my identity and putting it into effect. Now, I'm excited also about your book, which will be out. It sounds like you're writing it now. But in the meantime, where can people find you? So the best place would be just go to inherentidentity.com. Okay. And there I have kind of the worksheet of this and a walkthrough of it. And you guys can use it and apply it. I want to hear about your experience because 
I currently like have this beta group that I'm walking people through this to uncover like, cause I've had clients that they, they create this statement and things that they have struggled with for years now are easy and effortless. And so I'm really trying to uncover like, why does this work so well? And so I want to hear from everybody. This is like, just talk to me, send me an email. You can also go to uh, Tyson Bradley coaching on Instagram. I'm there too. Awesome. Go to those places and let's continue the conversation. Awesome. Thank you so much. I can't wait. I'm excited to try this out and good luck with your book. And I really appreciate you being here. Thank you. We'll see ya. Thank you for listening to the Building Resilience Podcast. If you're interested in learning a little bit more about managing stress, building resilience, and leading a more purposeful life, then make sure we're connected on Instagram and Facebook at Leah Davidson Life Coaching. You can also subscribe to my weekly newsletter at www.leahdavidsonlifecoaching.com forward slash newsletter. Looking forward to connecting.